Welcome to the Yoga Is Now podcast, brought to you by Bigger Life Adventures. We are Zach and Carrie, a 30-something couple. On this podcast, we'll be exploring yoga philosophy and how to apply it to our modern lives. For us, this means that we are both in recovery from alcohol use. We try to always keep learning and having new experiences. We live in off-grid, more sustainable lifestyle, and more. Follow along as we discuss what yoga is now means for all of us. Welcome back to the Yoga Is Now podcast. Yes. So it has been a while since we recorded episode one. It's been several months. That's what happens. Life is busy. But you won't know that based on how we release these to the world. It will seem like less time has passed. But we should probably give you a little life update to start. Yep, so I'm uh, lying here with a broken foot right now. Broken ankle. Broken something, yeah. You know, your ankle is between your foot and your leg, so it's kind of like both of those are broken. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's a mess. I had surgery a couple of weeks or so ago, and now I'm just resting up and um, not doing too much for the next six weeks. Well, I'll make you do things, but... yeah. You'll get to do all the computer work that I normally do, since I get to do all the running around manual labor that you usually do. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carrie's learning how to do construction. And Zach's learning how to answer emails. We're trading. Yep. Trading places. Carrie likes the sawzaw. <laughs> <laughs> I do. It's kind of satisfying. Just for taking out bushes and stuff. It's a lot of power for one woman. <laughs> I mean, I just... When you just, like, get a bush out of the way, it feels kind of good. But, you know, we're not destroying all the plants on our property. We're just building another platform for a cool Mongolian yurt to go on eventually. That's right. Um... We got through our busy spring of retreats. And there are more retreats coming up. A lot of them are full, but some are not. So if you're interested in a yoga retreat with us, there are a couple spots left for some random Arizona four-day weekend retreats. I think July 29th and September 23rd, those start dates both have space because of cancellations. They were sold out, but now there's space available. And then yoga and rock climbing, also at the end of September, that has lots of space. That's going to be fun. Baja, Mexico, yoga and surfing, October 21st to 25th. That one still has only four spots left. And then you can look at next year also. There's lots of fun things coming up next year, like Thailand. Ooh. And I think that we are just kind of in this mode of wanting time to pass by faster because of your broken ankle. But I know we're learning lessons from it also. A lot of lessons. Lessons I never asked for. <laughs> right. And, you know, lessons I won't forget. Like what? You know, still still reflecting on all that, but just, like, living with more gratitude for every day, for just having a functioning body. And, you know, it just makes you think about everything. All We go on adventures almost every day, and I never... You know, I have a good time, but I'm never like, oh, I'm so grateful to be here. And I would do anything right now, just walk down the street. So, Yeah, that's a big lesson. 
You'll be walking down the street eventually in six weeks <laughs> with a boot on. Maybe. Yeah, your ankle is a really bad place to fracture, so I don't recommend it to anyone in case you were thinking about going out and breaking your ankle. Apparently, it's very complicated to heal. Yeah, really slow to heal. It's like, it's hard to get blood to go into that spot. And, you know, I, I mean, I could whine about it all day, but. Right. Well, we probably shouldn't go into it too much because who knows when we'll release this and all of this intro might be irrelevant if it takes us another three months to release this <laughs> podcast. Well, <laughs> let's we'll get right see. into it then. Like This podcast sponsored by Bigger Life Adventures. Okay. I was going to say, who are we sponsored by? Ourselves. Well, we're both drinking Athletic Brewing NA beers right now. They're not our sponsor, but we could say... They gave us a lot of free beers, so... Yeah. Thanks, Athletic Brewing. If you're into NA craft beers, they're good. Maybe they'll sponsor us. You guys should sponsor us. They, they should. We deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the topic for today. Our first episode was all about ahimsa, which is the first of the yamas. And so let's go into the second one, which is satya in Sanskrit. Satya. So sat means something that exists, or a true nature, or like a fact, a reality. Okay. Like truth. Like truth. Mm-hmm. So satya, truthfulness, or honesty, it seems pretty straightforward when you first hear about it. Of course it's good to be honest. It's good to tell the truth. But let's break it down a little bit more. I feel like there are a lot of different ways in our lives in which we have the opportunity to tell the truth, to be honest, or to be dishonest. And I feel like it really comes down to just two different categories, communication and our own thoughts. So, like, external communication with others, with the world, that can be talking, um, body language, social media, all the different ways we communicate. And then our own thoughts, you know, our mental chatter that goes on kind of constantly, for me at least, you know. Those thoughts that come through our heads, like, sometimes they're true and sometimes they're kind of deceiving, you know. I've definitely had thoughts that kind of try to fool me into thinking something is real that's not actually real. Why, why would we do that? <clears throat> why do our brains try to trick us? That's a good question. I feel like many reasons, you know. Sometimes lying to yourself could be a coping mechanism. Oh, totally. I know back when I was drinking, I lied to myself a lot with my thoughts because... I think deep down at a really deep, like, intuitive level, I knew for many years that I had a drinking problem before I actually was ready to address it, before I was ready to quit. So it was, like, internally way deep down that truth that Satya was actually there. But then on a more surface level, on a more day-to-day -day level, my brain could always justify why I was okay, why it was okay to drink again, why it was okay to, like lie about my drinking and hide it and do all these different things and really I was just lying to myself because I wasn't ready to quit. Right. So so a huge part of Satya is just about being like genuine and authentic to yourself and to others. Right. And of course when you're consuming 
toxic substances like alcohol, it's not very easy to tell the truth. I mean, you had experiences with that also. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, it's mostly with drinking. <clears throat> and it's kind of like uh, the addiction just tells you, you know, it's all it's all wrapped up in your subconscious and you you're you'll tell yourself anything to accept that the drinking is the problem so you know it's it's not like you know i don't think that lies are always intentional lies either you know like you're you're not trying to lie to yourself you don't even realize you're lying to yourself it's just like you're you're so wrapped up in this inauthentic version of yourself it's hard to hard to escape from it and then you start to think that that is the truth yeah, totally. I know it was really complicated and messy for us because I quit drinking before you did. And then when you were still drinking and I was sober, I believe there were probably many fights or arguments we had where I probably said, like, I don't care if you drink. I just don't want you to lie to me. Mm. And right. that didn't <clears throat> seem to be possible in the end. For you to drink and not lie. No, because the amount that you're drinking is not um, reasonable to anyone else. And deep down you know that, so you're never going to admit it to anyone. Like what's actually going on, what actually you're thinking, what actually you're doing, what actually... And really you're, you're not, like, you're not present. Like, that's really a part of the whole problem is, like, this lack of presence, lack of um, being in the moment and now... You're just trying to pull yourself away to disassociate, and then you just kind of get addicted to that, I think, as well. Just not being yourself. Yeah, totally. I think that's a good way of describing it. I haven't really thought about it in that way, but yeah, you do have to be present in order to be honest. Because if you're not present in the reality of your life, then you can tell yourself all sorts of stories about what's going on that are not actually true. You have to be present. You have to be able to feel your body, feel your feelings, observe more objectively what's going on around you in order to just live a true life. That's really hard nowadays. Not just for people who drink, for all of us, I think. Super hard. And that's, I mean, just with like social media and everything, we're, we're surrounded by untruths or half-truths or exaggerated truths. Fake news. Fake news, you know. Everybody knows about this, but <clears throat> I mean, it's not something that um, our parents or people would have been too concerned about, like worrying about what is real and what is not. And, like we're in this age now where, you know, you can make videos of, you know, Tom Cruise washing dishes in the dish pit. You can take Tom Cruise's face and put it on the guy, uh, your dishwasher. And, Has someone done that? Yeah, I, I saw the video. And like, you, can't, <laughs> you can't tell that it's not. Oh, Yeah. And you can take people's voices with all the technology and make them say things that they never said. Oh, it's so creepy. Yeah, like like how they use, like, if an actor dies halfway through a movie, they just recreate the voice and, like, push it in there. Yeah, that's weird. Like, the whole thing, like, I don't, I don't think the truth sells as well as exaggerated truths or lies. Yeah. Not always. Or we just don't want to know the truth of cer certain situations sometimes. 
Yeah, that's a, a part of it. Is like you know we're we're sheltered from the truth, from whoever, and then um, you know, we we block it out. Also, things we don't want to know, what we don't want to feel, the kind of form of dissociation, I suppose. Oh yeah. I think that's why alcohol is so stuck in our society. Such so such a staple of our society is because people are so. Um, not living their true lives. Oh, yeah. That's that's for sure. I mean, I know, looking back now, I realize that one of the huge reasons why I used to drink so much is because I was living a life that just wasn't living up to what I authentically wanted. And not that I knew what I wanted, but I I knew that what I was doing, the jobs that I had were not it, you know? I knew that, like, working in the restaurant and brewery industry was not, like, my purpose. I didn't know what my purpose was, so I tried to convince myself that I was happy and I was fulfilled, and I think drinking so much just helped me numb out those true feelings of not being fulfilled. society tells us that our jobs should fulfill our purpose like our our purpose here is to work like when we if people ask us when we first meet people the first question people ask is what's your name and then they ask what do you do for money right and then this is so this is a huge part of our identity like what we're doing for work and i think that i can probably safely say that almost everyone is working a job that is unsatisfying to them in some way. A vast majority of the people. Right. Are working jobs that are, A, you're, you're, it's pointless what you're doing, <laughs> to be, to be frank. Yeah. Like. It's just continuing capitalism. No, but it, it's beyond <laughs> that. Like, it, it's jobs that are just, are completely pointless. Right. They have, they have no, you're not creating anything for society. You're not making the world better. You're not making your life better. It's just a way for you to perpetually stay the same. And to not get any better, not to get any worse. Yeah. To stay stagnant. Stagnation. Well, that's true. I agree. But also, this is not to say that, like, if you're working a job that you don't love and that you feel like doesn't have a purpose, that's not to say that that's wrong of you. Because we all have to survive. We're all kind of faced with choices and sometimes we aren't given a choice to do something that really does fulfill us and that we really love sometimes we are just trying to survive and and get by in life but I think maybe what you're trying to say is that we should ask better questions instead of defining people by what they do or automatically asking people what they do for money like ask them what do you do for fun? Or, you know, who are you? Or I like to ask people, like, what makes you happy? What makes you happy? That's such a good question. That, like, gets down to the truth of who someone is by asking them what makes them happy. Yeah, you're just like, oh, hey, how are you? Who? What's your name? All right, what makes you happy? I like that. I'm going to try and start doing that instead of asking people what they do for work because that is a much better question. That's one of the things I love about Burning Man, is that all the times we've gone to Burning Man and all the different people that we've met and camped with and, like, had really long, deep conversations with, I feel like the majority of people, like, in our Burning Man camp, I don't know what their jobs are. I don't know what they do in the outside world. I know a lot about them, but I have no idea what their jobs are because we don't really talk about that no, in the playa. I honestly don't ask anyone anymore what what they do for work 
so we have so many retreats and I meet so many people all the time and like I'll I'll find out eventually if it comes up in conversation but like I'm not gonna start it off like that right because it really well for one I don't care (laughs) just be honest to be honest like I don't care what you do for work and it's cool if 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 your work is satisfying and you do want it to define you then that's great like I'm happy for you but I don't really care to talk about it too much yeah that's cool I feel like we're kind of off on a tangent, but maybe we should add this to the list of topics for a future episode, just talking about work in general and how to, like, be a yogi who also exists in this society and has to have a job. That would be a good topic. That would be a really good topic. I'll write it down. But back to Satya. Satya. Truthfulness. So, well, one one part of Satya, obviously, the first thing you would think of with truthfulness is, like, not telling lies, right? Or um, speaking the truth. So there's an old Sufi saying, it goes, Before you speak, let your words pass through three gates. At the first gate, ask yourself, is it true? At the second gate, ask yourself, is it necessary? And at the third gate, ask, is it kind? Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it kind? I like that. Those are good guidelines. Yeah, and it kind of goes to like the Buddhist idea of like right speech. Right. And like not just blabbering your mouth for no reason you're just like filling up people's space you it's kind of like an energy vampire in a way you're like speaking when you don't have anything to say or when you're speaking or when you want to be negative or when you're um not being truthful right it's like those are the three filters it's like we all kind of want to have these filters in most of our conversations in order to not just dump things onto people or be mean to people or or take up you know or totally dominate like conversations ourselves so those three filters is this true is this necessary is this kind i like it i mean and sometimes you can define kindness in different ways you know sometimes the kind thing might be to hold your tongue and not say something and sometimes i think the kind thing is to tell someone the truth even though it's going to be hard for them to hear if it's going to help them more in their life down the road to hear the truth even though it might be difficult then maybe that is the kind thing to do yeah and a real friend is always going to tell you the truth whether it hurts you or not right whether it whether it not hurts you but whether you're ready to hear it Mm -hmm. they're going to tell you what you need to hear well one thing that i like to do in communication also that i think is pretty yogic is to ask people before I just give them unsolicited advice or feedback, would you like some feedback? I think that was in a movie. It was in some silly chick flick once with Tina Fey or something. And they had a song about it. And the song was like, are you open to some feedback, feedback? (laughs) (laughs) If anyone knows what that movie was, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, that's a good way to offer criticism Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's good to it's good to ask people when you're gonna make the conversation heavy it's like i I like all these stupid doctor shows you watch and (laughs) i I like to just um have my own commentary over the top (laughs) which makes it like 
I think it makes it more interesting. Okay, because you do that, I completely do not know what's happening in real in the real show of Grey's Anatomy because the last episode I watched, you were just doing your commentary over them the whole time, which was hilarious. Well, yeah, well, the, the the doctors and nurses are always coming in and just like spewing out some kind of like major drama. Trauma bonding. Trauma bonding. They they just come in and it's like, yeah, it's like uh, just my my guy, my person just died, you know. Right. So maybe they're not using those filters. <clears throat> they're not. They're not using that. Is that necessary? Question before speaking. Yeah. Or just say like, hey, do you have space for something heavy right now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or you can. I'm I'm about to dump something on you. Right. And I just want to make sure that you are um, strong enough to handle this and it's not going to set you down a wrong path. Yeah. Well, this is just a trauma-informed way of communicating, which I think is starting to catch on and hopefully it will spread more and more um, as more people learn about, um, you know, like stress and our nervous system and how, you know, dumping something heavy on someone else does affect them. So I feel like this was not a thing when we were kids at all, and now it's starting to be more of a thing, so it's good to just get in the habit before you, like, really vent or before you just, like, drop a bomb of difficult news onto someone in conversation. Just ask them, like, can you hold some space for me right now? Like, are you okay with me venting a little bit, or is it better if I, you know, wait or or tell it to someone else or something like that yeah that's great yep so yeah and then thoughts i feel like those filters are good for learning to question your thoughts also you know meditation teaches us that we're not always in control of our thoughts i'm definitely not you know the monkey mind is constantly going and like some of those things that come through my head, I'm just like, where did this come from? Like, why am I thinking about this right now? So it's not that you need to control all of your thoughts, but when those like self-criticizing or um, destructive thoughts come into your mind, instead of automatically believing them, you can use those questions. Is this true? Is this necessary? Is this kind to myself to be thinking this way? And if it's not, practice non-attachment practice letting go of those thoughts like and the more you detach from them usually the less they pop up yeah so it seems like it's a lot easier to be truthful if you're um more present more aware of yourself and your surroundings Mm -hmm. just more like in in the moment you know right well there's also that saying you have two ears and one mouth for a reason to listen twice as much as you talk. Yeah. I don't know. I think people really like to hear themselves speak. Yeah, sometimes. I get that. Sometimes I like to hear myself talk. But I also try to listen really well when other people are speaking and not just be contemplating my reply while the other person is still speaking. Well, that's hard. That was something that I definitely got better at after I quit drinking. I remember the first time in sobriety that I was having a conversation with a friend where I just felt actually really present, like more present than I had felt in a conversation in a long time. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I'm actually with this person right now. I don't think I listen to anyone when I speak for a long time. 
I'd be listening, but only so to like drive my own pools of thought and my own um my own speech direction. Only so you could steer the conversation. Only so I could steer the conversation, or use it as a means of like bragging about myself or something. I don't know. Right. Well, this satya, this practice of truthfulness, I feel like requires us to examine our egos a lot. For sure. So how does this carry over into, like, social media and such? Because I don't feel like... I feel like I see a lot of people on social media that just have all their shit together. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, you share a lot of the bad stuff. And <laughs> I share bad stuff. I said, I said you share a lot of the bad stuff. And, like, you're being truthful. Oh, yeah. How you share. Because, <clears throat> like, I don't... You know, you, you watch some of these vloggers on YouTube, like, they, they're they smiling in every video they ever made. And oh, yeah. Like, I know you don't smile like this all the time. <laughs> this is well, a, that's what sells on a, YouTube. This is a lie, though. That's what get those ad, gets those <clears throat> ads ad clicks. But, yeah, I mean, for sure, social media is a hotbed of dishonesty. There is not a ton of satya on the internet, I don't think. And so that's just something good to realize you know most people's social media is their highlights reel most people aren't going on instagram when they're depressed or when they're suffering and like talking about their pain or their suffering because that's i get it that's not really like an image that you want to present to the world if you're if we're all conditioned into using our social media as like a personal brand to make our lives look cool and awesome and fun then of course your instinct is going to be to hide the harder times and the dark stuff. And I get that. And I also think it's a great area because not everyone wants to share a lot. Not everyone wants to share like their feelings or intimate details of their lives. But what I do think is important is to kind of find a truthful balance in what you post. Like, you know, some of these outdoor influencers that I follow, it's like their whole feed is like summits, you know, like I made it to another summit, like I'm awesome, go me, you know, big adventures and always success and always, you know, on top of the world. But what they don't post is like all the times that they have to turn around. That's what I want to see. Yes, <clears throat> me too. Like the people you should be following are the ones that turn around. Yes. Or the ones that talk about it when they turn around yeah you know i Humbly. talk about it on social media when i fail at things like last year when i didn't do rim to rim because there was a blizzard i remember posting about it and just thinking this feels weird a little bit to post this because it's like a failure but then i got a lot of good feedback on that because what i was saying was inspiring people to think about the risks that they take in nature you know, it was just more real to say, like, yeah, some days it's not your day. Some days you're not going to make it. Yeah, I think I mean, it's really important. It can be dangerous, literally dangerous if you have a big following, like some of these outdoor influencers we're talking about do. If you make it look like every time you go out, you make it to the summit no matter what, then that is dangerous for people who might be following you who might think that, like, they have to make it no matter what, even on a bad weather day or even on a day when, like, things are not feeling right, you know? Mm -hmm. I think that as you, like, have more and more skill, you're going to succeed more and more. 
on your adventures. I think we succeed on most of the things we try. Right. But I'd say we fail, like, you know, one in four or something. Broken ankle. Yeah. Big, <laughs> big failures when they are. And I've been talking about that because people care about us and because, yeah, it's it's like a real part of life, you know? Life kind of sucks right now if you're broken ankle. So I'm not going to go on there and only post, like, happy yoga photos and pretend that everything is fine. I might lose followers for being honest, but I feel like it's more important to be honest and just say, you know, like, sometimes life sucks and life kind of sucks right now. And, like, my mental health is not always great every day right now. But I'm putting that out there because I don't want the people who follow me to think that there's something wrong with them if they have bad days also. Yes. Like these hashtag no bad days. <laughs> right. That's not Satya. That's not truthful. No. Yeah. We all have bad days. And I think it's just how we, um, you know, it's how you handle the bad times that really matters. Right. Because <clears throat> everybody can be a good person when they're succeeding at everything that they do and everything's going really smooth. But like, can you be a good person when, when things do suck? When you're not really that happy, mm-hmm. can you still show kindness to others? Can you still show truthfulness? Right. Can you still be present in the bad times? Yeah. And also, I mean, I don't know what it is, but there's this whole, you know, online kind of life coaching industry as well that I can really go off on a rant on because... There is so much dishonesty and all of that stuff, you know, all those like life coaches and business coaches out there that are talking about 10K months and, um, you know, how to like scale your business to six figures and how to attract more clients and make more money. And like, you know, all they're posting is like these dreamy, like travel working remotely type photos and talking about how much money they make and all this stuff. And I'm like, this cannot possibly be true that all these people are making this much money because there's not that many, like, clients in the world for all of these coaches to possibly be, like, raking in six-figure months or whatever they're talking about. You know, there's a way that you can spin things that's totally dishonest. Like, if you're talking about money and you're talking about your gross income before expenses, then that can paint an untrue picture. Um... You know, like, I could easily create an image of our off-grid life that makes it look dreamy and perfect, but I choose not to do that. So sometimes I'll talk about how living in a van gets really old, and I don't know. It's just, like, I'm much more attracted to honesty, and I would much rather follow someone pay someone, hire someone who is painting the full spectrum picture of their life than someone who's just, like, painting this positive vibes only type of picture. No bad days. (laughs) No bad days. Yeah. And then I've had conversations with people who have done this where I've pointed it out to them that it seems like they're being inauthentic and they don't always want to hear it. But no, I feel you like asked if they wanted feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have. Yeah. They would have made it go better. Maybe. You're right. It's like important to realize that 
for a lot of people, it's just a highlights reel. And I would encourage you to be more real with what you post. And I, that will encourage other people who follow you to also do the same. I would encourage you to just delete that. Just delete it. Just do right. it. I'll give you $5. <laughs> Seriously. What if they just delete it and then get $5 and reinstall it right away? Well, I mean, if they stay off it for a day or two, worth it. Okay. All right. There you go. Hit us up if you want Zach to give you $5. Throw it in the comments. <laughs> then they're on social media. They're commenting. <laughs> What are you going to do? Make them show you their phone and delete it in front of you? Okay, there's a challenge. Come to our place, delete your social media in front of us, and Zach will give you $5. I'll, 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 I'll smash your phone for you if you want that. <laughs> I got rocks. I support that. Actually, I'll probably take a break soon. I feel like it's been a while since I've taken a social media break, and that would be good for me. You know, if we all smashed our phones at the same time, we could have a complete... Um, Brand new world that for only $700 a piece. <laughs> that is true. So easy. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have anything else to say about I don't think, Satya? I think Satya is pretty well covered, you know? Be truthful to yourself and others. Live the truth. Live, um, live honestly. And But combine Satya with Ahimsa, which we talked about last time. And I think that those three filters, that Sufi saying is kind of the perfect way to do that. Is this true? Is this necessary? Is this kind? You don't always have to tell the truth to everyone if they're not ready to hear it or it's not necessary to tell them. But you need to go about your communication in a way that causes the least amount of violence or, or harm in the world. I mean, sometimes people need to hear the hard truths. But you can question when you're about to tell someone something difficult why you're about to tell them that. Yeah, are you telling that to to spite them or to to uh, to just to grind their gears? Or to help them or to help other people? Yeah, like what is the intention? Yeah, intention behind speaking up or not speaking up is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. So have good intentions. Be present. Practice your meditation, your yoga, in order to stay more present, and then you'll be e more easily able to live in a truthful, authentic way. Yeah, I think just the, that's what you hit it right on the head is by, you know, being present and having, making sure that all of your actions, all of your words are done with intention. I think if you do those two things together, like, you're not going to really go wrong. Yeah. Presence is an, an intention. No. True. Yeah. Presence and intention. All right. Well, I guess we'll be back next time with the next one. That's right. And, uh, check us out on uh, social medias at uh, Bigger Life Adventures. And biggerlifeadventures.com. And yes, I do take breaks from social media sometimes, but we are a business, so I'll, I'll keep coming back and I'll keep being authentic on there. Until, until we can smash it someday. <laughs>